Hey everybody, this is Tim Shorts of Gothridge Manor, doing a drive home podcast on a Friday night. Another wicked week comes to an end, and I am very, very happy about that. Work's been so brutal these days, I've been wanting to, you know, start up a game and uh, get back into running something, but I know right now I just don't have the I'm not going to have the mental capacity to run an ongoing game. However, the other day, I think it was on, uh, I think it was Wednesday night, actually, Wednesday night uh, before Thanksgiving, I just decided, let's, I'm going to run a game. I was going to run a one-shot. They never turn out to be one-shots, but that's my idea. As as it, you know. And how I wanted to do this one was all kind of theater of the mind. I wasn't using roll one. Roll one. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my uh, uh, virtual tabletop. Let me roll 20. I'd be roll one. Yeah. Uh, um, well, I didn't use that. I wanted people to use real dice, just kind of roll it there. And then um, we used uh, Google Meetings. And it's the first time I've used that. Uh, I know they switched over to it for a while ago, but it's the first time I've used it for a game. And it worked out pretty good. I. Uh, you know, used it to see, you know, see all my beautiful players. Ugh. And then also to share, you can share your screen. So every once in a while, if I had a picture to share with them, it was very easy to do. And, uh, yeah, minimal worries on my end. It was, it was pretty nice because if I wanted to show them the, the uh, City of Scorn, this was a city-based game. And uh, I just had Scorn kind of already, the file popped up, so I could just, if I needed the players to see it, boom, it was right there, and then uh, so on. So it, it worked really good. I got to say, I'll probably run more games like that. Because like, while I like Roll20, the only problem with Roll20 these days, not these days, but that I, I find is, uh, you know, you, you've got your players and they're, you've got various levels of attention going on, but you always got some schmuck who's like always behind the rest of the players and not moving his damn token. Or you got the other schmuck who's like running around the, the uh, dungeon like it's, a, like it's a track meet, you know, before you can even say anything, they're running around it. It's like, uh... So if I do it this way, I don't have to worry about schmuck number one or schmuck number two. It's like a schmuck-free game. At least that's what I hope for. Uh, let's see. In the game, I had uh, Vance playing VA, as some people know him on, online, and Joe the lawyer. And then Vance's wife played, which was a lot of fun. She actually did really good. She, not that I didn't think she was, uh, but... She she saved their butts, and we'll get to we'll get to that in a second. So I wanted to do a one shot, so I proposed it to the guys. Hey guys, it's the you know the night before the holiday. I don't have to get up early. I don't feel too exhausted. I'm willing to let's run a one shot, and we'll we'll uh, have some fun with it. So they joined in, and I told them you know don't worry about. It. And then I gave them a. I can't remember what the generator was, where it was from, but it was a different generator than normal. And so I had them roll on this 
this uh, generator for characters, and they told them, roll up, roll three characters on that thing, and then keep whichever one you like the best. And then what we did after that, then I had them roll randomly for magic items, and they got some pretty freaking good magic items. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they got some decent ones. They got two, I mean, out of three, three or four rolls, they end up getting two sentient swords for crying out loud, which is, you know, kind of a blessing and a curse at the same time, I guess. Uh, one of them actually had a, a wish on it. And I let him have it. And I let him have it. Joe's, you know, Joe's all excited. I think it was Vance's uh, wife. I'm sure I can't remember. I want to say it's Shara. Oh, boy. I can't remember it. I'm sorry. I just remember her Her character's name was uh, Ruby Finebottom. She was a halfling. So we'll just call her Finebottom for these purposes. So uh, Finebottom got herself a, a wish sword. And, uh, and it was funny because Joe's like, oh, you know, it's it's almost like uh, Joe, Joe's like, you know, loving it. But he's also like scared as hell to wish for stuff or whatever in my game, which is kind of funny. But I mean, I guess in most cases, like when characters tend to get overpowered items, GMs often look for a way just to just piss it off or dick the players or something like that i i'm not like that i i mean if they have the wish i mean i'll, I'll let them use the wish and i'm not gonna try to screw them on it but if there's an interesting plot point or an interesting twist in the 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 adventure that i can use based off the wish that someone has done i'll do it absolutely i will and i think that will be because i mean why not it's just fun because like when you're it's one of those things What I said, it's almost like giving someone a uh, nuclear bomb, you know, the wish spell. And when nuclear bombs go off, people, lots of folks notice. And in this game, lots, you know, it would definitely attract some attention. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. So, here was the setup. It was it was an uh, urban crawl. So what I ended up, I, I set it in Scorn. And I had them experience a little bit of the Appalachia people that I was um, working on. As they were going into Scorn, they kind of got the feel of it or whatever. But that's when they saw all the bodies coming out of Scorn. And they're all basically a plague. You know, they're all plagued up and everything. And... And in my world, there's seven gods of death. And each one of them sort of takes on an aspect of, like, some sort of death. Like, And in this case, it was based off this god called Hesta. And I've written a few adventures based off of her and her followers. And she is the uh, goddess of plagues and I forgot what else. Some other fancy word, plagues and I don't know. Plus, I'm not sure. And uh, there's this little... So what ended up happening is this, some occurred that involved with Hesta and this plague started. They didn't know about Hesta until like, I don't know, near the end of the adventure. So this is the players navigating through this city that is basically getting 
wiped out by this plague and there's empty areas and all this stuff and um, them navigating this empty city with these different military groups, and I'm using quotes, uh, patrolling the areas because now you have the city guards, you have the spears of Sarath and Sarath troops themselves, and then you actually have the Baron's military, which is in there. So they each, each one of those had three different purposes, but right now they're all kind of, kind of sort of working together. None of them were like each other all that much anyways, but in this case, you know, they were basically patrolling the town. So it made it difficult to navigate. However, they, they were making some good roles with getting around town, and then they got in an area of town where they weren't patrolling all that much. One of the first things that they came across was this creature that I kind of made up on the spot. And this adventure was sort of just me practicing, just doing some impromptu impro improvisation, improv, I guess, type stuff for gaming. And that's kind of one that I wanted to do. I find I come up with some of my better ideas when I do that. The less I think, the better. <laughs> me reacting to stuff, I always seem to get my best stuff out of me. So if you hear this, hear this really loud wind and this, this, uh, woman and, kids screaming and everything. So what they, they encountered a, what I call a wind dog. And it's more of a spiritual slash thing that gets summoned. It's not like a, you know, it's running around the woods somewhere, but it's usually summoned for a purpose. Now I haven't gotten all the details yet, but in this case, what it is, is these, the players eventually found out about this, but what the wind hounds were doing or wind dogs, again, I think I, no, I think I go with wind hounds. I don't know. What do you guys think? Wind dogs, wind hounds? Eh, I don't know. Um, they hunt down something. They're, they're summoned to, with a purpose. And in this case, they were, they were there to hunt down people who, with the plague that were hiding because they were trying to get everybody who had the plague out of the city. They were basically getting rid of anybody who had, you know, the a hint of the disease, boom, out. So, the, of course, people were hiding kids and love. Well, these windhounds went around and just were killing, killing these people if they were hiding it. They were, you know, trying to kill the person, the, the, the person they were trying to target, but also, um, if anybody got in their way, they were killing them. And why they were called windhounds, here's the little twist on the windhounds that I kind of added that I thought was kind of interesting, is they have a very, loud wind and there's like this nasty windstorm around them which creates a kind of their ac in a way by blowing dust around debris and everything i think they start out with an ac of 12 but every time you someone hits them their ac goes up one from the rage of the storm increasing and increasing so if you're kind of hitting this thing doing like one or two points of damage this thing is going to have like a 20 ac before the end of the game it can be really and really ferocious at that point uh but luckily while the characters kind of did that almost i think the the wind wind hound got up to like a 17 ac so they hit it five times or six times to finally kill it. But yeah, I mean, it took a few whacks at it. It was a three hit dicer I made it. So, you know, good, a pretty fairly potent um, opponent for him. But I had all the characters I should have added in character creation to add, they were third level characters. So they had some little bit of meat on them to endure the to some of the damage. I didn't want one shot hits and dead. So I, I wanted them to be able to withstand uh, battle. 
So, uh, so yeah, so the, these windhounds got summoned to hunt down these things. So that was another element into the story to add to the kind of the creepiness, the empty things. They would hear like these wind storms through the city every once in a while and people screaming and whatnot. So they were just trying to investigate what was going on. And then they eventually found out that there was this uh, group of nobles who did this. So I should add, Vance's character was a thief and he was coming back to um, Scorn to kind of reconnect with his guild and spoke to the few that were left. And they told him about this warehouse and the nobles where they where they were breaking into they break in there on a regular basis and steal small stuff nothing to they try to not get noticed too much so they just take a little bit disappear and then go back well when they went back they saw this ceremony in the noble corners in this warehouse where they were worshiping this weird jacked up idol looking thing and they got the hell out of there and but there was like you know some supernatural you know mojo going on and and then it was after that that the plague started spreading through the through the city well then they ended up going around and doing a few other things getting themselves supplied up with some better armor joe <laughs> got his character ended up having a gambeson and he just hated it he didn't want to because i explained what gambeson was and advanced it and and he just, <laughs> he just he kept on calling it his like depends armor or something like that. So he was looking to to get it upgraded, and uh, so he finally got that upgraded. But then they went to this other this uh, parson of Posimius, a, a, a temple dedicated to Posimius, who is a god of nocturnal creatures and basically a prepper prepper god where they supply. So they were down there and. They uh, got resupplied up from them, too. Joe got a whole bunch. He was a mage. Yeah, he was playing a mage. And um, got all these scrolls. And he thought they were going to last them a while. But he they didn't last them very long. Uh, he, he got One of the things he got, he got this Warhammer that he could cast four spells on. And when this thing got, um, when the Warhammer hit, the spells would discharge. So he loaded, up, loaded it up with... Uh, magic missiles so uh so then they found out from the 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 parson that this this was hesta's work and that there were plague demons within the city and one was sure which ones but they're thinking that they were usually when they were summoned they come in five because they have one that stays and guards the idol which is basically their portal and then they have four that go into the cardinal directions and then kind of do their thing. And what this parson told them is they would need to get these demon daggers. And uh, these are actual items in the real world. I think they're called, I think they're Tibetan demon daggers or something like that. They're made of wood most of the time and they're, usually like kind of triangular they, they don't they don't have just a straight blade it's like a blade and then three blades on it almost uh kind of all connected you know and and then it's usually or ordained or ornamented with like various stuff you know and basically she explained the parson explained that these daggers would while you can like so-called destroy a demon, it doesn't go away. It will reassemble within a day usually. But to banish the demon back into their own world, 
you can use these these daggers will or what you need to do and then she also said if you if you are good with your timing when you banish you could possibly kill the demon forever which is a very difficult thing to do because usually if they're living in the primal plane and the pri this plane and they 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 can't be killed here because they don't exist here and but you can with these daggers actually kill them permanently which is not as not a easy thing to do but she only had one dagger gave it to them but they said she would they would have to go out and find four more to to get the city's plague rid of now right there was my mistake if i wanted to make this a one shot because all of this is just off the cuff this is just me i mean most of the stuff i already have in my campaign somewhere it's it's in there in some form but as in the form of an adventure like this I was kind of making it up, just drawing heavily off of a lot of resource material I already have for my campaign. And, but well, <laughs> if I wanted to make a one shot, I should have just had the one plague demon near the idol kind of thing, but I didn't do that. So there's four more run, run around, which, oh, excuse me, which led up to the con with the, the battle with the demon, uh, at the warehouse. And the players ended up, um, battling this creature and they this 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 uh plague demon and uh this is where miss fine bottom saved their asses because what they were going to do is they were trying to so they ended up taking down the demon and it was like you know in the the uh the uh what do you call it uh amoebic kind of goo and uh so they wanted to destroy it and uh what they ended up and they didn't use the dagger either they were just using regular weapons well what ended up happening is like they started throwing oil on it and miss fine bottoms like whoa, whoa, whoa because they were going to throw like a lot of oil on it well she's like well why don't we just do one and see what happens which was the smartest thing that was said during the whole game and that that's why i always tell vance you know you know when vance is saying something is when he's quiet and his wife is talking no anyways uh the fire actually regenerated hit points from it so if they would have thrown all that oil on there it would have been regenerating luckily it revived with just uh, a few hit points and then they remembered the dagger and finished off the demon with that and then they ended up destroying the uh, Hellstone idol and Hellstone is just kind of my thing for it's, it's, I think I got Hellstone from a judges guild, uh, Citadel of fire adventure from years and years ago, the original one, if I remember correctly. So, uh, but I use that in my campaign as a, you know, basically masonry work from hell, you know, it's, 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 uh, rocks mine, mine from the quarries of hell. So they were able to get rid of that. And that's where we ended it, you know, because that took most of, the, most of the night. And it was a lot of fun because it was definitely a longer session. Usually I do two-hour sessions. This was like a five, I want to say a five-hour session, something like that. Uh, but it was a good time, real good time. And then just sort of having the small group was very helpful and everything. And it was good to to uh, game with um, Ruby Fine Bottom and Vance and Joe and everything. So we're going to try to get together and and do another maybe mini marathon one and 
and uh, finish up the adventure. I think it'll be fun. So, yeah, guys, that's all. I mean, we're 20 minutes into this thing. Thanks for listening to me the, uh, throughout this thing. It was, it was having to did any podcast in a while because work's just been kind of brutal, and I have had no brain power left to to sit in my car and talk like I am now. So, but I appreciate everybody's listening. Hope everybody's doing well. Christmas is coming up, so make sure. You circle some really cool gaming stuff to get yourself and everything. So, um, and also, hey, I'm going to throw this out here, guys. Uh, I have a, um, what is it called? Mystery Box of Adventure. So I'm throwing 25 of my Patreon adventures, locations, and NPCs on into a box. And it's a really nice box, a sturdy box. It's called a manuscript box, but it's perfect for zine storage. It's heavy as hell, and I ship a bit, ship them in that. And uh, yeah, if you go over to my my blog, GothridgeManorBlogspot.com, uh, you can just click it. It's fifty dollars, and that includes shipping. And uh, you'll get twenty. So basically, that's two dollars for each one I throw in there, which is a pretty good deal. And, uh, and like also, you get that nice zine storage box that goes with it. And I throw in a couple little surprises here and there so all right guys again thank you for listening take care wait how do i say it hope you're all doing well roll better than me we'll talk later take care something like that gosh i must be tired guys all right bye